The whole premise for this podcast is just kind of finding out why live music is such a spectator sport. You know what I mean? And and so, like, why I wanted to have you on here is I wanted to know what sort of... What are you doing? Moving closer. Scooching. Oh, you're, you're scooching. Quietly. I wanted to know, like, what... How you got into certain bands and, like, why you got into those bands... You know, like, did it have to, like, I know you lost your mom at a young age. Did it have to do with coping mechanisms? Because they were mine. Yeah, probably. So I was thinking about it on my way over here, and I was, you know, celebrating. So I had Paint It Black up real loud, and I was screaming, and my windows were down, which is why my hair looks all crazy. And then I realized that I was going to have to talk for a while, and that I should probably shut the fuck up and stop screaming. Um, So if I'm a little hoarse, that's why. Yeah, I was thinking about how... How I really got into punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call it, you know, Um, I feel like labeling it so weird at this point, Um, just into it. The first time I'm from the Midwest, so everything happens like kind of slower out there. You know, you get into stuff. Yeah, shit takes a lot. Like I'm from Monroe, Michigan. I grew up next to a cornfield. Takes a long time for something to get there. You know, what do you mean? Like, like, I don't get that. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like. Fashion, for one, you know, like, that's real easy. Like, everybody's going to be, like, wearing, like, you know, the clothes from five years ago that you would have been seeing in New York, maybe even ten years ago. No shit. Yeah, and, like, who the the fuck would have told me about music, right? Right. How do you find out about, like, rock and roll, let alone anything? Is there a music venue out there? No, No. No. I mean, Detroit was an hour away, but... Really? Nobody, you know, like, right, what, my nobody. mom was just going to be like, bye, have fun. Like, how was I going to get there? No. And what was I going to do in Detroit as a teenager? Fuck no. I was actually out at a family reunion, and I was, like, I was into, like, the Spice Girls and, you know, that, like, normal, just... Tweeny um, bop. Yeah, tweeny sure. bop or Americana nonsense bullshit, as right. every millennial kind of was for a little bit. I have a huge family. Like a huge Irish Catholic family on my mom's side, and immediate or like extended. My it's my mom's side, so my mom is the youngest of ten kids. No, and shit. I have forty-two cousins. Oh, I'm one of forty-two. You're and, one of 42. well, I, I'm sorry, I'm forty-one of forty-two. You're forty-one of forty-two cousins. No shit. Yep. And so um, we were at a family reunion. And my cousin, Will, who is about a year older than me, and he grew up in Cinnamonson, New Jersey, right outside of Philly. <laughs> um, so we were at a family reunion, and I show up, and we're out in Pennsylvania. And Will shows up, and he's got a backwards hat on, and God, would have been like 12. We, I think we were in sixth grade. Right. Um, and he's wearing um, like a backwards hat, and like... You know, those, like, baggy, kind of jinko jeans. Right. I don't know if he was into System of a Down, because we didn't really... I, maybe he would have ah. said that, but, like, I wow, wouldn't have remembered. System of a Down. But I wouldn't have remembered, because I would have never heard that, Right, you know? so was he, like, the cool cousin that well, you followed Well, he around? was the... I'm the, you know, this one of the youngest. All one my other cousins were... Older. Older and really cool. I live the farthest west. Everybody else is from the East Coast. Oh, wow. And so... We're all at this family reunion, and two of my other cousins start making fun of Will for looking weird. Right. And they're, like, giving him a hard time and whatever, and um, Will's getting upset, and then we, my cousin Suzanne kind of kidnaps us and takes Will and I away from the situation so that, you know, no family fights ensue, nothing gets weird. Right. Um, And her and her husband... At the time, um, he was an Irishman, and he took... From Ireland. From Ireland. Irish. Yes. Um, sure. And he was a musician, 
and him and Suzanne borrowed uh, my cousin's um, dad's BMW and took us to the mall. <laughs> and yeah, this is in far east Pennsylvania. And so it's hilly and stuff. And we're driving like a hundred miles an hour up and down, you know, windy Pennsylvania roads. We get to the mall. They take us to the music store and they... What music store? Sam uh, It was it, Probably. Just something shitty at the mall. I don't okay. even remember Sam anymore. Sam Yeah. And uh, they take us in there and my parents were the strict parents. So they didn't buy me any music because my parents would have definitely gotten upset about it. Um, but they bought Will some CDs. And I remember <laughs> on the way home, it's like imprinted in my brain forever riding in the back seat of that car that bmw going over 100 miles an hour like i'm a teen i'm 12 right you know and i'm like oh shit i'm with my cool older cousins who are driving and um will in the back seat we just went to the mall i got to do something without my parents which is crazy in the first place and they're blaring um sex pistols never mind the bollocks going like 100 <laughs> miles an hour so that is my first exposure oh, God. to punk music. And I just, my eyes couldn't have probably been bigger. I wish I had a picture from that day. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it, it changed my life so forever. So um, and I didn't get into it for a long time. And I, I just, but it, I knew it was out there. Right. Like I knew it was out there, but I didn't know what was cool, what was good. I didn't know what to grab. I just like right. wasn't really sure. Um... And then in high school, I think, you know, so I got pointed towards, like, in my early high school, like, Jimmy Eat World. Um, oh, I love them. Yeah. Some, chorus. Uh, some Alkaline Trio. I bought a, a Green Day Dookie. I bought that Listen, at Target. Green Day Dookie, that I've album, talked about. On that this. album is so good. It's so good. And listen, <laughs> like, people make fun of me because I will defend fucking Green Day, but the thing I is... I will I'm, fight about that Dude, album. I will fight about that fucking album. And here's why. What they did to put pop punk in some sort of radar yeah. is unbelievable. The scale that they did it on yeah. is unbelievable. And like before the internet, as the internet was getting big, Green Day was like, you need to learn about the Circle Jerk, Black Flag, this band, ba ba ba, Rancid and whatever. Yes. And put them on the map because Billy Joe Armstrong was barking about it. On every fucking interview, he would be like, Hitting up all these fucking bands and talking about all these fucking names, and you would just go for it because it's the best advertisement yep. in history. Yeah, you know, and and then Dookie came out in Basket Case. They're all in straight jackets. That was my first AIM screen name. Was Basket Case three four one? No yes. way, dude. You want to know what mine was? Huh. Baby scandalous. <laughs> I didn't know what the word scandalous meant, <laughs> but it was long. I had a lot of X's in it, too, but it was Baby Scandalous. I think it was like 69 or 13. <laughs> baby Scandalous. Baby Scandalous. People made you. fun of me all the time for it. What else is new? And I'm turning bright red because the, 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 I, I just, oh. oh God, once I started getting into like New York hardcore, I changed it to noise of silence because I'm deaf. <laughs> And I fucking hate wearing hearing aids. And I fucking hate having to explain myself. And I fucking hate having people tell me that I'm slow. So that was my my aim. A-I-M. Angst. Aim. Angst. It's still there. Yeah, I know. I think about it sometimes. I, I don't know if my MySpace Noise is still there. Noise of silence was great. I'll bring that back. About it. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I bought Dookie at... 
in Monroe, Michigan at Target. You know, I I could find they it. They had a Target back then? Yeah, it no. just they closed that not that long ago. We really hung on to that motherfucker. Um, but Target. Huh? The fine French store. Fine but, French store. We um Black. yeah, I bought that uh, I think my freshman year in high school, and that was actually the first album I had ever bought myself. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah! yeah. It just wasn't something I prioritized. I didn't right. have, like, you know. I mean. Um, but I remember I bought it my freshman year. And then, um, I don't know. Did you ever have one of those Sony Walkmans, the CD players? Duh. The red ones. Do you remember they came in all the colors? And yeah, I had a yellow were... one oh, and a yeah. gray one a I black had, one. I had uh, that red one. Um, the blue one I had. And candy. Yeah, I had that red one. But because my mom worked for Comcast, that's how I got it. It said CMT on top, like country music television. (laughs) And so I stole a no smoking sticker and stuck it on top of it. Smart. And God damn, uh, Dookie never left that. It was always in there. And then when I drove, I drove a bright yellow pickup truck to high school. That was my first car. Um, Yeah. And I fucking, that was it. Dookie was just always in the, that was it. That was just like what you listened to if you were in my car. Oh my Always um, having a blast. Yeah, love oh, that song. It's, it's just so good. I used to listen to that on the way to school, and I would cry because I felt like I was like walking to my death. You know, yeah. like, every time I went in there, <laughs> I do. And the chords to having a blast would go, and then you would hear his voice, and then the chords would go over it, and I was just like, "Fuck." <laughs> You know, and I think, like, some of the lyrics are like, I'm so fucking tired. And I was like, I'm so fucking tired because I'm lamenting nothing and I don't have any fucking friends. But, like, he wrote that, you know? He wrote that whole thing about being out there in the world and feeling so fucking defeated. And it was just, like, so refreshing because it just, it was, it was sick and twisted in that album. But it was approachable. Yeah. Like, after that, they weren't gutter punks. Yeah. I mean, the success of that fucking album jumped them from, like, a local scene to, like, mainstream MTV. Yeah. It really did. And, like, people make fun of me for loving that album so much. But that that album is fucking nuts. Yeah, I'll fight you for that album, for sure. Ugh. Um, but, yeah, and then... So, even though I lived in a little town in Michigan, we had some sort of weird music scene as I got a little bit older. Really? Yeah. We what, had like people played? A lot. There were live shows often. There was St. Mary's Park, which is across the street from my Catholic high school. <laughs> um, and I didn't really have any fr- very many friends in high school. I have a Same. Couple, but I had this, my friend Tom, um, who is a tattoo artist. He's on quite a few, almost all, like, not all of them, but a very good progression of tattoos Tom has done on me. He's been tattooing me since I was, you know, 18. And Shit. he was my really good friend when we were in high school. And, you know, he's short and Jewish and just, I went to a Catholic school. He had his cheeks pierced, ears gauged, you know, all tattooed. And he was our age because he had dropped out of school and started tattooing. And that was one of my good friends. So. Right. You know, I'd go to shows and stuff, or and those were my friends. I'd found friends from like the public schools and things right. like that that I had Same. gotten along with. Um, Same. And then um, in, God, I'm trying to figure, remember the timeline here. So yeah, what I've, I made this friend Mary, um, and she had an older brother, and he kind of knew about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a show with her, St. Mary's Park. And long story, but I ended up waking up on a couch next to a man that I ended up getting engaged to um, <laughs> long time later. Um, right. And he is really responsible for 
showing me the ropes as far as music is concerned. I mean, we did had, he play? Was yes, he in a he was band? in a lot of bands. Always writing music. Always, just always, always, always. Um, and and he was older than you. Yeah, about five years older than me. About five years older than mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and he just um really from Michigan. Yeah, from Michigan. So um, he, you know, obviously I'm in high school. He wasn't. Um, and so that even made it weirder for me in high school that now I'm dating somebody who can buy me booze. Um. But, you know, right. that was, that was, a, I was definitely too weird for the weird kids at my school. And so, yeah, um, his name was Nick and Nick was really, you know, obviously we're not married and I had no business marrying that man, but right. he, he played, he played in bands and, you know, through college, I dated him for five years through college and stuff. Um, right. We ran the shitty punk house in college where everybody played. Where was college? In Toledo, Ohio. And Toledo, so, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that a city? No. Yeah. Yeah. You got a picture to me because I've never been to the Midwest. Yeah. So um, I'm making, you know, the Michigan hand gesture where it's, you know, looks the hand. Michigan looks like this. It looks like a mitten. Yeah, it looks like a mitten here. I'm okay. from, you know, the lower part of the thumb. So like literally the the Michigan-Ohio border. The so, Michigan-Ohio yeah. border. So how far is Ohio? Literally from my house, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Uh, my college would have been about 45 minutes to an hour from my from my hometown. So that was like where everybody found the music in um, college? No? Yeah. I mean, for me, that's where for I got you. like really into it. Right. Um, you know, and yes, yeah, it also isn't a really convenient place for bands to tour through. The of Midwest course not. Is hard. It's the Midwest. It, you have to go up. Everything's far apart. It's right. cold. It sucks. Like, you know, it's a long tour. So, yeah, you'd get bands to come through, but it wasn't a lot always. Okay. Right. And so, um, but yeah, with Nick, we, he played shows. I went to shows with him. He got me into, like, all everything. He showed everything. me against me. <laughs> he showed me, um, you know, I don't know, just anything. He was uh, painted black. You name anything. Name it. That, except for, you know, like, what, Jimmy World, Alkaline Trio, the few right. things I'd kind of tasted my early years in high school. Right. That really didn't satiate me, but it was the best I could find. Right. Um, and then he was like, here's all of this. And on top of that, I also write music. And I was just... Nick um, wrote music or you write music? He wrote music. He wrote I can't music. I was like, that. what? You write? Fuck no. No, that you're a math guy. Ma- yeah. Well, even people, music, math, that's cool, whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking write music. I can't sing. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. I don't care. I can do a whole lot of other really cool stuff. Uh, right. And that is just not my thing. And I'm not going to try something. and pretend that it is and take right. it from other people. Uh, um, no, fuck that. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Nick uh, just, you know, took me to shows. We, he lives in a place that was just like the shitty punk house. Um, Castle Anthrax was its name. Um, we held shows in the basement. That show was, or that house was fucking gnarly. I mean, dude. I used to, I, I bounced that house. So I used to, you know, kick people out of it. Um, That was, I used to get so excited because they would be like, hey, you know. And then then my tall, lanky ass would just be like, you got to get out of here. And it was always my responsibility to boot people out. And I got into a lot of fights there and very fondly remember that house. Um, And then, yeah, Nick and I drove one time um, 13 hours to see Paint It Black play um, in, in pennsylvania uh no they played washington dc they played the uh the black cat with who uh the riverboat gamblers <laughs> yeah dude yeah. fucking a yeah. fucking yeah. a yeah so, so that's how that went huh yeah no not even no really not even <laughs> uh, uh so no that actually happened a couple years later 
I know the the irony. You gotta you gotta pull that All one right, up so, in, a, in a spark note break. Come on, man. Yeah, so Rubo gamblers. Hi, Flatty. I gotta get the man. <laughs> gotta get him on the podcast. Yeah. I begged. I texted him. I'm like, yo, you have to do this. The podcast is loud as love. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. You have to do this. I'm getting Danger Noodle. I'm getting Victoria to do it. And the thing is, like, he's like, who the hell is Danger Noodle? I'm like, dude. <laughs> So I have to pitch it, but your nickname yeah. is Danger Noodle. And how I acquired that for you was when I was training martial arts, I didn't have a lot of fucking friends moving from New York City to Austin, Texas. And, like, this was a really good way. So I was starting to get, like, really into it by the time that I started to see you at the gym. And, um, you know, Derek was like, look... Um, I'm seeing this girl that I think you would really get along with. She knows sign language. And I was like, oh, Derek, everybody that knows sign language is going to go hang out with the deaf kid. I don't think it works that way, man. Nobody fucking cares. And he's like, no, 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 listen. She listens to that shit that you listen to. I was like, what shit, Derek? What, what shit? He's like, you know how you listen to, like, I don't know, punk rock? And I'm like, I don't know, Derek. What are you talking about? He's like, no, listen. She listens to, like... The particular type of rock that you listen to. Yeah. And so I gave him shit for 20 minutes, and I was like, what? Like, a band that plays better than Muse? Like, all of them? You know? And I would rip him to shreds, and he's like, no. And then I remember you walking in, and you just, like, looked at me, and you were like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey. And then I think, like, one of the first bands we talked about was painted black. And I'm I mean, like, how do you know these fucking people? How can like, you know? you're from the Midwest. Like, I went to college in Philadelphia. It comes with the with the, uh, with the, the territory yeah. over there and fucking Lifetime and Kid Dynamite and all of those yeah. bands. So that's how I figured that out. Yeah. I forgot to mention, so one of Nick's very favorite bands was Lifetime. <laughs> like, I mean, Nick liked a lot of shit. But man, that dude fucking dude, loved, loved Lifetime. Lifetime. How can you not? Right? Right. And um, yeah. so we were dating when Lifetime and the Bronx went on tour. <laughs> and That's a great fucking band, So man. this is really funny. The Bronx. Um, the, right? So good. I love that. Which, that whole shit comes full circle because I ended up meeting them <laughs> through the Riverboat Gamblers, but I'll talk about that in a second. So, right. um, they, me being young and like not understanding like how to not be a fucking Punisher and, like, a weirdo with bands. Um, you know, I just, like, didn't know, right? Right. I don't even know if it was MySpace or how I would have done it, but I reached out to Paint It... Or, no, I'm sorry. I reached out to Lifetime, and I was like, yo, me and my boyfriend are coming up to the show, and he is a huge fan. Uh-huh. Can we meet you? Huh? I don't give a shit. Right. What are they gonna, I mean, I don't. And they actually said yes. They were like, Dan will have a beer with you after the beer. Oh, my the God, how cute. And then I told Nick, and he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, womp, womp. And he was just like, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. People are people. I'll fucking walk up to anybody and talk to anybody. I just don't care. And he definitely did not feel like that. So we didn't end up having that beer with Dan. Um, but yeah, we... You should have that beer with well, Dan Yemen. I ended up having dinner with Dan Yemen on my birthday. Um, a couple years ago at Fun Fun Fun, which yesterday was my birthday as well. Well done. Um, well done. So... Victoria. The, thank you. The... Um, the Riverboat Gambler's footnote connection is <laughs> that uh, I met my uh, ex-long-term boyfriend, um, Ian, um, who was also, he's a super talented musician. Right. 
Um, and it's really funny because I was a huge Riverboat Gamblers fan, fan through high school. That was the other album that like did not come out of um, my record, or I'm sorry, out of my uh, CD player. Yeah. Um, and so um, Nick was also a fan, and we uh, went and saw them. And then I ended up meeting Ian while he was on Warp Tour um, because my friend Chris from a whole other different part of my life which is way too long to get into right. he was on warp tour um and i was going to see him and then he was like hey i'm on the bus with this band called the riverboat gamblers and yeah. i was like holy shit you know so i go out to warp tour to visit my friend chris end up meeting one of my very favorite bands end up meeting ian um we start seeing each other long distance i need to get out of the midwest my mom passes away i moved to texas 2011 and ian and i dated for six years Oh shit. Yeah, and so I oh, just really shit. honestly got to ride some cool coattails. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. No. Like I just got to meet really cool people. I mean, being as talented as he is and as respected as he is throughout, you know, the music industry and stuff, he yeah. had a lot of really cool friends. They got clout. Yep. And who so, who was your favorite? I mean, I got to meet Dan Heeman. You got to like, meet Dan I got Heeman. to meet Dan I got to have lunch with him on my um, birthday. On my birth or no dinner with him from the vegan yacht on my birthday. Um, after fun, 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 mm. and the I, best festival the best Austin festival, ever produced. And, ever produced. Um, we, we had uh, we had lunch, we had dinner with him, and then after he left, I cried. Yeah, I, I straight up cried, and Ian was looking it. at me because this is his friend, right? Even you know, I'm and they've gone on tour together and everything. And he's like, "Why are you crying?" And I was just like really emotional um, about meeting this really important person to me, um, and he. I uh, was just like, he's just a person. And I was like, Joe Strummer was just a person. <laughs> right, right. Because Joe, he was a big Joe Strummer fan. But, you know, um, Dan plays in Lifetime, um, Paint It Black, Kid, Kid Dynamite. Dynamite. He plays in Armalite. Uh, he plays in, you know, just my favorite bands. Right. You know, I'm not a huge Armalite fan, um, which is fine. But I, those other three are just, if you name my top four favorite bands right there's three of them right and i that's just like man that guy is so fucking cool and i remember um you know so the lifetime show would have happened first and then we would have driven out to uh dc to see them play that's crazy and um man it was just it was fucking incredible there was this giant dude up there just commanding this room full of people and you know i'd never really the Lifetime show wasn't like the Paint It Black show. Right. The Paint It Black show, that sense of, like, camaraderie and that, like, we're doing this together. And, like, even how political the songs are mm. and just the aggression that comes along with it. It really does kind of feel like martial arts. Yeah. I, in a weird way. It's this, like, room where we all agree we're going to be, like, mad, yelling and loud. And right. we might even shove each other. But in reality, it's because we all love each other. Right. And we're all expressing these similar emotions in this safe zone. Right. And it's just this beautiful, like, weird synergy of energy when you really get that going. A Paint It Black or Lifetime? Especially Paint It Black for me, personally. For you know, you. I mean, Lifetime is really... It's is beautiful. that where that famous picture's from? So that's that. That's not that show in DC. Okay. But the show that are you talking about the picture I put up? I'm recently? talking about the picture of you yelling into the microphone. So with yeah, Dan that's, and just that's, sticking that's his paws fun, out. That's from Fun from Fun Fun. fun. fun um, oh, and so beautiful. Yeah, that would have been I think my third time seeing them. Um, that could be a magazine it's, photo. It's man. my favorite photo of me. Honestly. It really is. Uh, my jaw is all unhinged. Right. So that actually also was my first 
<clears throat> that weekend would have been my 23rd birthday. Would have been my first year without my mom. Oof. And so I remember getting up that <laughs> that year. Um, I woke up at like, I had a friend staying at my house cause she was, um, she's in that photo too. And so she was staying, um, to go to the fest and, uh, she ended up, she toured with, um, against me for a while yeah. and did their merch. And yeah. so I got to meet some of those great people and just right. really weird things. Like it really is just like how, who, you know, and people, right, of just, course it is. and people are just people and you just like wind up in a weird spot and you're like, Oh, that person's also here. Um, right. And so. I totally got just sidetracked. What was I just talking about? Uh, you were talking... I don't know, man. Uh, I got so, fucking ADD. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know. I was talking about that show. Uh, oh, it was the first year without my mom. So, yeah, my yeah. friend was staying at the house. And so I, I woke up that early that morning. Um, I guess... So I would have seen Paint It Black the day before my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I would have seen Paint It Black on the 5th. And then I saw Kid Dynamite on my birthday. Yeah, and so I went to the Paint It Black show, no issue. That was, like, really fine and fun. But, right. you know, my birthday is the hardest day of the year for me with losing my mom. Right. It's just, it's just fucking rough. Not a rough. fun time, yeah. It's fucking rough. Right. And so being in an environment where I could scream, I could yeah, shove, and, and just, like, throw up. Like I mean, I could, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, I could have thrown up, and it would have been fine. Fine, yeah, um, for sure. But I was just, like, emotionally vomiting. Right. It really feel it's so cathartic. It's like a good cry. Right. You know, if if you've never stood in a field and just screamed, like, you're missing out. You got to, like, <laughs> get that shit out, man. Right. And when you're in a room full of other people who are also just getting it out and, like, you're holding space for each other. And it's typically also a lot of men. It's such, like, a masculine environment. Yeah. Um, even if it's a full of women. And right. I don't mean, like, it's just a very aggressive I don't know. You see a lot of people letting down a lot of walls that they normally, as soon as the music turns off, those walls are back up. Right. And getting to like really experience that with other people, especially when I was struggling so much, was really fucking awesome. Right. Um, And then on my birthday, when I got to see Kid Dynamite, um, I couldn't get out of bed. I refused. I wouldn't get out of bed, even though I, I mean, Kid Dynamite hadn't played in Texas since 1998. Right. And I was like, nope. Mm -mm. I'm not getting out. I'm sad. Like, I was just being the fucking worst. And I ended up just like, I think I had a conversation with my aunt or somebody was just like, get your stupid ass out of bed and go. Right. Did you end up seeing them or no? I did. You did? I did. I went and saw them. So three in a row. Um, So Panic Black, Kid Dynamite, and Life. Lifetime didn't play Fun, Fun, Fun. Lifetime would have been, I saw them years and years before. I mean, like, probably 10 years before that. I don't remember exactly what year they went on tour. Actually, I think it would have been 06 or 07. So the double whammy that you just saw is. It was was Panic Black on the 5th. Kid Dynamite on my birthday on the 6th, okay. 2011. <laughs> and so I I was standing in there. In Tejas. It, yep. In fun, fun, fun. Yep, auditorium Damn. shores. Oh, and I, it was funny because it was also, I was just talking about this with Bowflex today, um, mm-hmm. one of my uh, teammates, uh, and we we're talking about that year um, in 2011. It was when Ryan Gosling was here. Yeah. Um, and he was filming something at Fun, 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 and everybody lost their goddamn minds. Like, Ryan Gosling's here, you know, and it was like, where is he? What's he doing? And That's uh, right after Drive came out, right? Ah, God, I'm the worst at that. Around that time. Probably, when he um, was all cool and yeah, shit. Yeah, when he was all cool and shit. Yeah. And so, um, I have a what photo. What happened to that guy? Uh, I have a photo of it. Obviously, it's I don't don't have it on me, but... Right. Um, 
So I am, he's married to Eva Mendez. He was engaged to her at that point. I think they have a kid. Why I know this, I'm not sure. What? Who? What? Eva Mendez? Yeah, she's a babe. Yeah, they're married. Uh, or Well, not married, but they're, they're like doing the thing. Sure, fine. Um, that's what she's happened. She's a babe. Then. Yeah, not Such a fox. It. God um, bless. And so God bless. I am, I finally made it to fucking Kid Dynamite and <laughs> I'm screaming, right? I'm losing my mind. Sure. I'm, I'm crying. And at one point, I scream, best birthday ever. Right. The security guard, who had also been the security guard for Painted Black, who's the guy who's, like, cracking up in that photo, if you look at it. He yells to Jason, the singer of Kid Dynamite, and he's like, it's her birthday. And then that motherfucker wishes me happy birthday from stage. And I'm, so I go, I I lose it, right? I'm like fucking back flipping off the barrier, head walking, like just losing it, crowd surfing. And I look over because it's the, you know, two stages aren't performing at the same time next to each other. Fucking Ryan Gosling is standing on the other stage, definitely videotaping me losing my shit losing, losing my, my shit. shit and i was just like what a weird birthday right like what a weird just weird fucking Thing. day right. so like that guy has me on his phone somewhere. yeah i actually was like he's gonna go show that to eva mendez right um, <laughs> uh, and i actually ran into him because you know with ian being a cool guy i got got to go backstage to a lot of stuff god right. i got to meet i think uh, it was the year after that i met coco ice t's wife that was really cool. That's irrelevant right now. Um, Coco Ice-T's Ice-T's wife. wife. That lady with the gigantic ass. Are you... Okay, it's fine. If It's irrelevant to anything we're talking about right Coco. now. I'm well, we don't have... We can talk about whatever. Who the fuck cares? I mean, uh, it's just not at all. I want to know what she's like. Whoa, whoa. I we're mean, on this. She's just like a weird celebrity lady. A but like, I have, to, I have to send you... I feel like she's like the original lady who posted videos of her working out in a thong. Like, she has this like comically gigantic ass. Really? And, like, she'll, like, show pictures. She used to, I mean, ten, almost 10 years ago, she was, like, putting up videos on Instagram of her, like, squatting in a thong wearing high heels. And she's just, like, but, like, out of her mind. And, like, sing songs about Yeah, I shoes. mean, you're married to fucking yeah. Ice-T. Yeah. You gotta be. I'll just, I'll send you some pictures and links, and you'll be like, oh, okay. But um, I ran into Ryan Gosling later on that night, and I uh, handed him my camera because I was taking film photos. And I asked him to take my picture. Because I don't really care about having a photo of Ryan Gosling. Like, whatever. That's a guy. But I thought it would be funny to me to have a photo that Ryan Gosling had taken of me. And as he, he was kind of like... But how do you know? Because you can't see the guy. Yeah, but I know. But you know. Okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't really... Okay. Like, who also I'm, really cares? It's no. just a photo of Pick a man. Picture getting up. Yeah. Exactly. And I just... Like, for me, right. I know. And it's funny. And, and what's the photo of? Well, his his bodyguard came out and stopped him. <laughs> so I, he, had, he, like, gave me back my camera apologetically. But I was just like... Fuck. Yeah, that would have been really funny. That would have been funny, And yeah. also to see how somebody you don't know... Like, right. Ryan, how would Ryan Gosling take my photo? I wanted to see. What do you mean? Like, well, like as a person that doesn't know you? Yeah, but, like, you know, like, if I know you... How he would angle it. Yeah, yeah, just, like, what that photo would look like. Right. You know, like... And I, a fun, yeah. fun, fun bit. Yeah, I just... And after I just lost my mind to Dynamite... Sure. That would have... That would have been perfect. <laughs> you could go up to Dan Yemen and be like, yo, this son of a bitch took my photo. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, what? And that's, that's a great bar story. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is even really cool is, I mean, you know, you sent me that um, Instagram live thing where he was talking to oh i had a field day it was amazing i had a field day i was losing it also talking to him or listening to him talk is it's really cool 
because you, I mean, you, that man is so intelligent. So intelligent. Unbelievable. And, and his scope on the world is just so deep. And I love, you, you know, know, when he played at Fun, 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 he wore, um, he had a couple different shirts. Uh-huh. I think the, let me think about this. Okay. I think when I saw him in DC, he had a PETA 2 shirt on. Right. And I used to joke in high school, you know, I was vegetarian and I used, I got bullied relentlessly about that shit. And I used to joke that like Dan Yeeman would come down out of the sky and like double fist punch somebody in the face. And then we would like high five and then he would leave. Like that was like my joke to myself when I got made fun of. Right. And so then seeing him play and him wearing a PETA 2 shirt, I was just like, thank you. You know, this big aggro, intelligent man, like yelling about like women's rights and just all these things that are, I hold so dear to me. And he's wearing a fucking PETA two shirt. I just was, it really, it meant so much to me. And then seeing him when he played here for fun, 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 um, he had a shirt on that said legalize gay. Cause it was before, you know, all, all of whatever stuff passed. And I was just like, hell yeah. You know? And I feel like, man, I, I really nerd out on this shit, but, um, holding safe space for like, positive masculinity right um and that it's okay to be like talking about being gay right and like yeah he's can like yell and all these you know things and i don't know people got aggressive in the crowd right and dan i've seen him stop it a couple times and be like yo we don't do that here right like yeah he's unbelievable yeah we like we we're here together right. we're not hitting each other right. like don't be an asshole right. and he, he'll stop until people he'll do it and man just like it's he doesn't threaten anybody he's not like i'm gonna come out there and kick your ass right. he's just like dad's you and you're just like everybody's like oh okay we're done you know right and isn't he a psychologist or a that, shrink he is he's, he's a, a shrink he's a i believe i don't know what he's currently practicing but he um he holds his medical degree he actually studied at university of michigan oh my which god which also i'm like hmm, he lived in michigan he lived in michigan um but and also why i know this all about one person you know just it's because i really admire him and he is a child psychologist i believe that's at least what the last time i checked so he holds you know a medical degree right and he's also out here yelling and screaming and putting right. out this hyper like aggressive right stuff and i'm just like yeah yeah the you can be both you can be both you know you don't and you can balance like, it for sure you're not a degenerate just because right. X, Y, Z or, you know, whatever. Right. You, you can, can break the assumption of others. Yeah. For sure. You know, I can't even imagine. I think about like, man, can you imagine being the parents of like one of his child clients? And then like. Oh, dude, imagine <laughs> walking up to the shrink's office with your fucking nine-year-old and then your your punk rock hero was like, hi, I'm uh, or- I'm, I'm Dr. Dr. Yemen. And you're like. The, the what you know or the even funnier you don't know you don't know and then you google you have him, no idea and then you google him and then you see this picture the one where his fingers all like in right. your face and, and you're like, like oh <laughs> is this the same and then you guy? like listen to him like yelling aggressively about yeah like right. you know womb envy and just like, the same guy. there was a there was a there was a picture on the internet a couple days ago alice cooper Alice Cooper, like, welcome <laughs> yeah. to my nightmare, like, you know, yeah. Mr. Spook Show, Alice Cooper, fucking from the 70s, the king of cocaine and snakes, was at a food kitchen, normally, feeding kids, <laughs> and these kids are so young, they have no 
fucking idea. And I can't imagine who online in that food kitchen may actually know him. Probably, probably a few people. But like, imagine if you're just like down on your luck and then you look up and fucking Alice Cooper <laughs> is helping you. Like, you gotta be Alice Cooper. The guy that would guillotine chickens is now in his golden years helping people get by. That's something <laughs> to live for, man. Imagine, could you fucking, I would shit, I would shit myself whole. I would be like, well, first of all, I hope that I never have to be in a soup kitchen. For, but if you do. But if I do, <laughs> but if I do. want Alice Cooper to be there. You know, I, I hope that I never get get there, but that's fuck, like, dude. That's like your quote. That's crazy. That's your quote. If anything bad ever happens to me, I just want Alice Cooper to be there. Right. As well, long as put, he's there, as I'm long okay. As long as Alice Cooper's there. Fucking hey, dude. Like, welcome to my nightmare. Huh? Literally. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So I, I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah, yeah I just... um. And then did he open you up to other bands, Dan Yemen? Um, Or it was just all Dan Yemen band? Yeah, that that for some reason, what he... I don't know if it's him. Him. Or or if it's just coincidentally those three bands really just... Are perfect. For me, but um, I don't know. They all just like hit hit just a certain emotion and they're all a little different. Right. Um, You know, God, Kid Dynamite, so... uh, there, uh, that song "Cheap Shot Youth Anthems." Right. Um, I have a really funny recording somewhere. Somewhere of uh, a piano version of it. No shit. And Christy singing. Ah. Um, crispy like, toast. Yeah. Crispy. But her like singing like the pretty version of it. Oh yeah. my god, that's pressure. <laughs> um, so her and I had joked a while, around for a while that I was gonna learn like some real simple piano keys and that we were gonna like cover some oh, real dude. hardcore songs. That's fucking awesome. Because she has such a, pu- a beautiful voice. Right. And, you know, I can't sing for shit, so... Right, but you can play piano? Uh, uh, Enough, mm-hmm. so... I, I could have figured it out. I could have figured it out. Because piano's mathematical, eh? I guess. I, I just... I don't, no. We had a baby grand when I was growing up, and so... Really? Yeah, and yeah. I, I... My mom... She got it for herself. It was not for me. She took piano lessons. Um, she couldn't really play, but it looks beautiful, and she liked having it. It's in 1927, I think. Ooh, um, my And God. so I just, like, learned some really basic stuff mm-hmm. like a couple chords so i could have picked i mean if you can play power chords on a fucking guitar Dang, sure you know if that's yeah, what those yeah, were yeah, written yeah, as yeah, i definitely yeah. could have figured it out sure piano, but oh, i believe it um yeah i know we just we, we never really got around to it but yeah that i don't know i it's my and then the you know i keep talking about like the three out of the four favorite bands and then right. my four the other band and it's really funny i didn't realize it until a couple of years ago when Spotify was like, you're most listened to artists. <laughs> um, and it's definitely against me. It is. And oh, I, yeah. And I was for just sure. Like, oh. Why wouldn't it be? But I, I don't know. I just, if somebody had asked me what my favorite band was, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said against me. Right. But now I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You know, like. She's those, such a goddess. I mean, honest to God. What? Um, what and then that's the last done. live show you and I saw. I know. And the thing is, like, I don't cry. I mean, I don't cry much in real life when I should, I but whenever, I mean, I'm just <laughs> not a crier, um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the whole like buckle up buttercup thing where 
where I just don't cry. But every time I get to a show, and probably one of the reasons we're all like losing our shit is you know, mind you with this whole thing and everything else being what it is and that there's no live music, I would always cry my fucking eyes out just on the concept that I was lucky enough to be there. You yeah. know, that that there are people that I know that are like in their 40s and 50s that have never seen a live band play and don't really care to. And I'm just oh, like, who? Who? Who do you know? Like, who do I know? And I, I will talk to strangers and I will talk to people that I know. And like, you know, there was there was a, there's a guy that I dated at one time. I, I've already dragged him through this podcast, not on the podcast, but like, you know, kind of made fun of him on the podcast or whatever long story longer he was just like i don't get why people go to shows and that will always be something that i don't understand but there is a whole scope of people whose lives revolve around something else and i can't imagine until this year where i had to you know and i I couldn't imagine what life was like without live music and this you know loud as love was like my um coping mechanism to that and reaching out to people that have also spent so much time at shows and so when we went to against me the last time that i saw her was i saw laura jean grace as against me Mm -hmm. with against me and then prior to that years ago i saw against me with Tom Gables in New York. Yeah. Yep. So being able to go see somebody progress to success in two different scenarios, becoming yep. who they are, having it's... me move to Texas to become who I am. I just, I sobbed through that whole fucking show, Noodle. And I was with my best friend. I was with you out of my skull, crying, yeah. crying, crying. And then they did like trans for, trans gen- True, true trans soul rebel. Yes. Yeah. And I was just losing it. I was just out of my fucking mind. Yeah. And so, you know, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on Loud is Love yeah. and, like, talking about this and kind of, like, showing me what what unites yeah. you to this. Yeah, I mean, just a little, you know, a tiny bit more just about that. Because you know it's hard to get me out of the house. Yeah, I don't for sure. Fuck I know you don't. You're no. like, fuck that. I'm like, no, Noodle, we're going to do this damn podcast. You can get we me out of the house this. for a couple things. Rock and, and roll. And it's usually for, like, ice cream, cookies, and some and sort of food. Fighting somebody or something. Sweet rituals right there, Doug. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Um, I guess I'm on the way home. But, like, you know, it's, um, but even live music can be hard for me. Really? Yeah. Like, as I've gotten older Mm. and stuff and I am just a little bit more, a little, a little, you know, more of the old crone that I'm becoming. Right. But there are bands that, like, I have to see. Right. You know? Same. And... When it happens, and so I can kind of understand for some people, like, wow, you know, but I'm like, man, you don't have even, like, one. You don't have right. one band or... They're like, I listen to the radio. Yeah. I like the Beatles. I'm like, well, would you shit your ass if you went and saw the Beatles? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, well, like, why not? And how... The, to me, it's just the community, the sharing with other right. people. And, like, you don't share that with somebody? Somebody? That's, that's such a, You don't connect over that? Right. It's just really, for me, I'm like... What do you mean? I, I was going to go see Against Me um, in May. I had tickets to see the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And then I had tickets, which, ugh, any, I don't even want to, whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Lee and I Lee and I were going to go see the Rolling Stones with his mom. And then the next night, um, Against Me, I think, was playing in San Antonio. Yeah. And I was like, well, damn, I'm not going to be able to. Or no, it was Houston. Right. I don't even think they were coming close. Fuck. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to see them. And Lee was like, 
well, why not? We'll drive. And I looked at him and I mean, he was going to take me to go see against me. Like he cared enough to make sure. And I was like, huh. And then this is, you know, I feel like kind of come in full circle with like sharing it with other people. Right. We just took that giant road trip. Right. um, Out West. And Lee and I can sit in silence for hours and it's fine. It just like doesn't bother us. And I played a little bit of music because I was having a real good day when we were leaving Colorado and I'd finally gotten some weed. Right. And um, I put on Against Me and I put on, um, I just like put Let It Play. Right. And I realized how many songs he knew the words to now. That's awesome. And yeah. And I was just like. So I did do it. You know, and I'm really looking forward to the day where I can take him to Mm -hmm. see Against Me. Me too. And then him and I can like. Bond on that. Yeah. And it's just like this kind of like. You got to pass it on, man. Yeah, you got you to like, carry the torch. You know, somebody did it for me. Somebody gave it to me. For sure. And, you know, you just got to bits and pieces gotta, here. and Got to spread the love. I'm just doing God's work, man. Doing God's work. <laughs> well, thank you for yeah. being on this episode I'm of Loud is Love. I'm Lauren Darcy. Victoria, thank you for sharing the love. Yeah. And uh, catch you next time.